And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And it was the best thing I've ever done. We sold 80% of everything that we owned. And I moved here. I've never even been here. I moved here. I'd never even been here. And uh, it just felt right. And uh, yeah, there's never been a single moment in which I wanted to, 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 come, to return. That was Paul Tito. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seeker and Sage. My name is Danny Pomploon and I am the host with the most. I'm coming at you today with episode 144 um, and I get into a really cool conversation with my buddy Paul. Uh, we actually have a couple of uh, loving friends in common and um, anyway, Paul took off from the US to go live in my favorite place in the whole wide world, which is Bali. And we just get into what life is like being a yoga teacher out there, what his transition was like getting out there and obviously now with the state of the world and just getting a little bit of a different perspective um, from living abroad versus in the U.S. right now, given the landscape of things. And we get to hear his uh, amazing journey. He's doing great out there and he keeps trying to sneak me away to uh, to get me to live out there um, as well. But uh, yeah, Paul's an amazing human being, a phenomenal yoga teacher, and uh, he plays guitar in some of his classes, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I wanted to let all the listeners know that coming up on the first week of December, I am launching a little virtual training immersion retreat. It's called Nourish and Unwind, and it is all about resetting your nervous system. So we're going to do uh, 10 hours of yoga nidra, restorative yoga, some deep uh, pranayama exercises. And the entire weekend is all about teaching you the tools to build this practice for yourself. If you're a yoga teacher, this would be great to share with others. If you're a practitioner, this is just a great way to tune into you. You can head over to dannypomplume.com slash nourish, and that'll take you right to the actual um, page itself. Um, and of course, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be a show host if I didn't tell you to go to iTunes and leave a review. But more important than the iTunes review is come check out the, um, yeah, the Nourishing Weekend. It's going to be a really great way to just reset. Probably a good time to uh, unwind from, from everything going on and coming up on the holidays. Much love to all the listeners out there. It's so good to connect with y'all and enjoy session one or episode 144. I'm still used to the old lingo. That's episode 144 with Paul. What's up, Paul? What up, Danny? How are you? What day is it for you right now? You're like a gazillion hours ahead of me. It's tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's fucking weird. <laughs> you know, we, we, I have a, uh, we, we've dedicated our lives to helping people be in the present moment, and I'm talking to you from tomorrow. Does, is this like uh, some like next level advanced yogi? Like, you know, like, have you like ascended this realm and now you're in the future? I, I am. I, you know what? I, I will always, when I'm in Bali, I will always be talking to you from the future. Okay. Not as, not as fun as thinking like you were like projecting like, some, I don't know, some weird, some weird, some weird crazy yogi superpowers. <laughs> How's it going in Bali, man? I know like the, obviously the world is a really weird and different place in general right now. And I was supposed to be there with you next month where, yeah, no, next month I was supposed to be there for almost a month next month. And obviously that's not happening. How's yeah. Bali? How's Bali, dude? Bali is, uh, an incredibly beautiful tropical Island. And when people say like they, they have a dream of getting stranded on a beautiful tropical Island with, uh, you know, with, 
your love. That's basically what happened to, to my wife and I. And it's, mm. uh, it's amazing. And it's also, uh, it's very quiet and it's very slow. And the economy here has been hit really hard. So um, yeah. there's both uh, moments of just absolute gratitude for being here. And then other moments where you see the effects of um, what the, the pandemic has done to international travel, which is just completely destroyed it. So let's, uh, let's, I guess let's rewind a little bit. Cause you left, I mean, you've been in Bali for how many years now? I have been here now for almost four. I'm, I, I and, moved, I moved in February of 2017. So almost four years. Yeah. What, what was, I mean, there's, I mean, listen, I love going to Bali every year. It's been such a, it's such a magical place. I'll never forget the first time I went, like even before I was teaching yoga and whatnot, I, uh, I actually, the only reason why I went to Bali is because I was in this relationship and he broke up with me and out of spite, I was like, man, forget you. I'm going to Bali. And like, I did it anyway, but it was still, it was still one of like the most amazing, uh, places I had ever seen in the world, the culture, the people, um, you know, and this is back, man, like I'm thinking 11, 12 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Still such like a, it just, I don't know. You get off the plane in Bali and it's got just like the, the land has this magic. There's a different, you know, without getting too out there, like there's just a different feel in the energy out there. You know, it's a different, it's a whole different vibe. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's, well, I think it's a combination of the, the gentleness of the South uh, the Southeast Asian culture uh, combined with Hinduism. Uh, that's because mm. it's a Hindu island, and right. you just get um, you just get a very beautiful people, like beautiful from the inside out, very yeah. humbling, like to see uh, how 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 much emotional maturity the Balinese have right now during all of this. Yeah, what was your like? All right, so a little bit of the backstory then, like what. You know, you, you obviously left you, uh, you, you know, you and your lady left here to, to be there. What, how did that all come about? And, and what were some of the driving factors, you know, cause that takes a lot. That's a big move. Well, I was living in, I lived in Los Angeles. I'm from Chicago. I moved to Los Angeles and spent 10 years in Los Angeles and, uh, spent, uh, the first five years uh, pursuing acting and modeling and, uh, and had a good time with that at times. And then also was burnt out and then, uh, and then, uh, decided to take a yoga teacher training at yoga works. And, um, once I started teaching yoga, uh, it was very clear to me that God or the universe wanted me to do more of it. So I, um, actually had a lot of success pretty quickly, uh, worked really hard. Um, but also a combination of knowing the right people, getting the right opportunities, having some talent and working hard. I think all of those things. And, um, yeah, so I started teaching yoga and uh, meditation and leading guitar meditations. And my classes were, were doing really, really, really well. And, um, then at the same time, I was recognizing living in Los Angeles, uh, 
I kind of had hit a ceiling in, in terms yeah. of what, what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, I, I don't really have an interest in like working for a clothing label or whatever. It was just more wanting to, to travel the world and to, uh, do trainings and to do retreats and, uh, wanted a new challenge and also recognized like, Oh, I'm doing really well. And a two bedroom condo is $950,000. And in order for me to be able to afford like the quality of life that I want, it just didn't seem possible in Los Angeles. Maybe, maybe it is, but, um, it didn't seem like it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I, I totally feel, I mean, I live in San Francisco and sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, how am I ever going to buy, you know, a place in, well, I, it, obviously the landscape of everything up here is so different now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's changed drastically even in the last month, which is so crazy. And it's still, it's still changing even more and more and more. But, you know, for me coming up to San Francisco was different and similar. I wanted to figure out, you know, I, I, I knew who I wanted to study with and I knew I wanted to live in San Francisco. It was a cool city. You know, obviously I'm a queer man. And so like even cooler because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a big community, but I still think about all that, you know, all the time, like, like to buy a place here, you got to spend at least a million dollars. And, you know, not to say that you can't do that, but that's a, that's, that's a lot for a yoga teacher. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I wanted to have more financial freedom and I also wanted to challenge myself and I, and I wanted to get out of, um, the idea that California is the center of the universe. And it definitely is not. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> These are fighting words, man. You can't say that to the California born and bred dude. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to challenge that opinion because I, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I wanted to, to get back in touch with what yoga and meditation used to mean to me. Um, and, uh, and be around a meditation teacher who doesn't have a website and, uh, uh right. to be around somebody who is not interested in building a brand and, uh, yeah even though I have a website and I built a brand and I do all of that, um, there was uh, a desire to pull away from the necessary commercialism that is Western yoga. And it's necessary because when your rent is $3,400 a month, you have to be a business person. You have to be an entrepreneur. You don't, you know, you can't just be a, you know, you can't just be a, a, a yogi. What, I mean, you have to be a, a business-minded yogi or yogini. Does that make sense? I, yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like I feel like there are. I have found yoga teachers that are very. I think that they forget that, like, listen, it's just in the scope of our work and the way that it's going, like you run a business, like whether you like to hear that or not, you live in a monetary society, and so thus you run a business. Otherwise. I've said this many times on the podcast. If it was back in the day, you'd be traveling from town to town, village to village, and people would be feeding you and keeping you up. And that's not how the, the, it works anymore. You know, 
a lot of, you know, a lot of it being because we've commercialized it, but like you, you are an entrepreneur and you are a business. And if you, I would say maybe, and this could be, I don't know, maybe a little projection, but if you don't treat it as such, you're probably not going to go, uh, it might be hard to make it sustainable. Absolutely. And I also think you should not treat it as a business. I, one of my favorite quotes about business is you don't have a business until you have a product or service that can be sold without marketing and advertising. So I right. think there's definitely a phase in which like teach a thousand classes, teach 1500 classes and then build your brand. Like I think a lot of times people are putting the cart behind the horse, especially in areas like Los Angeles or San Francisco, where people ha might have a lot of, um, uh, skills in terms of building a fancy website or building a, a profile on Instagram. Um, but it's a glass house and, yeah. um, you know, to, to be able to build something with real stability, it takes good old fashioned hard work. And I don't think anyone would, um, interview a kindergarten teacher and ask a kindergarten teacher, like, um, you know, how many followers do you have on Instagram or, you know, show me your website. You know, we're, we're teachers first. And then I think once we have developed our craft, then build a business around your craft. But, right. I, you know, another thing is like in Los Angeles, everyone is building the business of me. And, um, and I, I wanted to kind of get away from that a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. You want to build more of the, 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 the service and less about the you. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll build a service around me after I've taught a couple thousand classes and, you know, after I've built when I, you know, when, when you, when you take a, a class and you take it from eight people to 30, okay, there's, there's evidence that I'm good at something, you know, right. when you, when you build a slot, when you build it at two different studios, when you build it at two different times of the day, um, right. you know, that's, that, that provides a, a teacher with like real roots and a foundation and then like go after the, the, you know, or maybe at the same time, build your social media and all of that. I, I don't know if this is going to shock you. Yeah. <laughs> I was once in Los Angeles. This is not a judgment. This is just a true story. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. These are facts. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So I was once in Los Angeles and I was filming yoga and there were models in the room um, because they were the demo models. And naturally, I got into conversation with said people, you know, just small talk like, hey, what do you do? And like, da, 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 da. And uh, they had both taken a teacher training before and were, uh, you, you know, aspiring yoga teachers. And I had asked the one, I was like, you know, like, what got you into like yoga? And the response that I got was, well, Modeling and acting didn't really work for me. And so I figured this was the next best thing. <laughs> and I kind of felt crushed. I was like, is that what we're doing now? We're like not able to, you know, I don't know. It's almost like we're not able to, to, to get that fame or, or whatever. I mean, there's such a story there. And this is obviously like my version of like what I think this person is thinking. So that's kind of crap in itself. But yeah. It's, I, I would assume, right? And maybe just as me is like, is there something missing there that there's like some sort of like chasing some fame via yoga? And I just don't know any like, 
globe trotting like you like i don't know any like you know like just like world oh my god that's the yoga teacher you know on like airplanes like i would say like <laughs> oh my god that's beyonce you know what i mean yeah yeah it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah i agree i think well i think i i can unpack that because i i was a a model and an actor but i i very much was having a like I studied acting at some pretty serious schools and was very much into it as an art form and mm-hmm. didn't really want to be famous uh, or to be on some like cheesy television show. That's actually why I quit acting is because I, I wasn't able to to visualize myself doing anything that I was that I was enthusiastic about. So I think yeah. I think that that's a that's an unfortunate side of that too, is like, um, you know, you go into acting because you want to, you know, you want to be in a Martin Scorsese film or you want to be in films that actually kind of put a dent into the, the, the unconsciousness of the, the culture. And then you end up driving around town auditioning for beer commercials. And, right. and, and that to me, that's why I had to quit. And, um, but I will say that the, that the years that I spent in acting school, they made me very comfortable being vulnerable in front of people. They made me learn how to use my voice. They made me learn how to use my body language. Um, and they were very, uh, very instrumental in making me a better teacher because the whole mm-hmm. point is like, I think as a teacher, you have to get up in front of people and be interesting. And acting does prepare you for that. And you, if I look back at the teachers in my life that have been the most instrumental, it's their personalities and their ability to be interesting, not, not even the subject of what they were teaching. It's how yeah. they taught what they taught. Right. Yeah, I think it's, that's something like, you know, having the skill set of, of teaching yoga is one thing, and you should have that, but you also have to know how to present the uh, the information and it not be just dry and with anything that you do you know if you're some type of educator period you know you can't just sit up there and be like this is this and this is that like you need something more you need more more soul behind it than just like repeating what you know absolutely and and yoga and meditation has uh it pulled me out of the deepest it was it wasn't all but it was a big proponent of pulling me out of the deepest depression and anxiety in my life so like I can get up in front of people and talk about it enthusiastically and with, and then because of the acting, I'm comfortable being vulnerable. So I'm being truthful and authentic and, uh, speaking to my experience, which, uh, seems to resonate with people. How do we know you're not just acting Paul? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have uh this is my eighth season as yoga instructor. <laughs> eighth eight. season as yoga instructor. Eight of playing the role of yoga instructor. <laughs> You're killing it, man. You're like it's like Grey's Anatomy. It just doesn't stop. <laughs> so you took a you took the plunge and decided I'm out. You're peace out, Los Angeles and California. I'm going to Bali. I like why? Where, where did it all like that stemmed from somewhere? Yeah, there was a there was a growing uh, uh, sense of restlessness, and there was, uh, to be honest, there was a sense of uh, 
just feeling like uh, America was heading in the wrong direction. Uh, mm. I, I felt that four years ago. And what are you I, talking about? We're, do, we're doing great right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember actually, I mean, not to be too dark, but I remember having meditations and, and visualizing that like America was burning and that like bad things were going to happen. So I, I really, uh, there was a, there was an intuitive calling to yeah. leave. It felt like, um, like America is a, like an, like an addict and the addict is insane and crazy. And until the addict chooses to become sober, there's nothing I can really do except right. distance myself from it. Hmm. Fair. What, um, what brought you then to Bali? Um, we had yoga retreats at soul shine and, oh, yeah. um, and, uh, my, I had one and then my wife had one afterwards. She, uh, was producing it and teaching meditation. So we had these two retreats that were lined up back to back. And, um, uh, we had another retreat in Thailand at an elephant sanctuary six months later. So we're like, okay, well, we can go, we can stay for six months. I did research on how affordable Southeast Asia is. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, we can live easily on, on what we have. And uh, if we're meant to stay here, then uh, universe or God is going to let us know. And if we're not, then we'll go home and we've had this adventure. And, right. uh, and it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And it was the best thing I've ever done. We sold 80% of everything that we owned. And I moved, I've never even been here. I moved here. I'd never even been here and uh, it just felt right. And uh, yeah, there's never been a single moment in which I've wanted to, to, to come, to return. E even the, the times when things were really hard, because there have been times when things were really hard. There was no part of me that like wanted to, to move back to LA or Chicago or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like now? I mean, just your quality of life and being, you know, and I mean, we could get into some of the big differences of how it's going over there now versus how it's going over here. Yeah. Well, um, I live in a house and I have yet to lock my door once. Hmm. Um, we don't lock our door. Uh, I have a massive two bedroom apartment with an infinity pool overlooking a jungle. We have monkeys that come uh, once or twice a week. Uh, we have a full-time housekeeping staff. And uh, it's, I don't even want to tell you how affordable it is, but it's its really, really, really affordable. And um, nobody has a car here. Very few people. My wife just got a car because she is pregnant, like very, very, very pregnant. So she has a car, but I have a motor scooter and mm -hmm. uh, just drive around this little jungle town and uh you know ubud where i live is a, it's a small town that that developed into this like massive healing center for the entire world but now that the airport the airport's closed right now to tourists it went back to being a small town so i feel like we live in a small town right now like a like yeah. a small town and it's got yeah. the this gentleness about it and um 
and that the, there's there's just a different attitude about death in in the East. There's mm-hmm. a different attitude about like the way you treat guests in your country, the way you like. I have been treated as an immigrant. I've been treated so well here, yeah. um, so positively. It's really just very humbling and flattering, and yeah. um, and just how safe we feel here. Um, it's a uh, it's a blessing, and then you know at the same time, it's a developing country, so healthcare is not good. It, you know, it's not not as good as America, and. Um, you know, we have power outages and we have different things that happen. Um, you know, there's no playground. Like, so like, you know, there's no, there's no place, there's no dog park. So there's not a lot of sidewalks. So like, it's, uh, you know, there's no, there's no Trader Joe's, there's no Whole Foods. So there's like a lot of, you know, there's no Amazon. So there's like all of these things that, that we're used to that, that I don't have, but I don't really miss them. <laughs> my wife trying to more, she misses them more than me i i don't really miss uh i don't really miss much of it at all um sometimes i miss like being able to go to trader joe's but other than that yeah we i, I live a pretty minimalistic life I, I i moved here with two suitcases and a guitar and my goal is to leave with two suitcases and two guitars this uh, this sell for Bali, man, it's pretty hard. I know we've joked about it where you're like, come, Danny, come. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, uh, as a yoga teacher who's, I mean, you're a yoga teacher that's been able to have success in San Francisco, which means you're, you're able, you could be successful anywhere in the world. Um, and there's a lot of places in the world where the quality of life uh, is significantly higher as much as i love california i love my time in la i love san francisco it's an awesome city it's yeah. awesome but um yeah man we've got it pretty good here we've got we've got a really very high quality of life i think what i struggle with is i just know that i'm not done here like it's san francisco for me is it's when I close my eyes, even now, like I love this city so much and it feels like home. Like I remember the first time I was here as a kid, you know, it feels like home. Very similar to Bali, actually. Every time I go to Bali, I'm always like, I love this place. I always say that I sleep the best in Bali. I always say that I sleep the best in Bali. Uh-huh. Every time I go to Bali, it's like nine, 10 hours of sleep, like hands down. I've always got the most energy. I feel like when I'm out there, I need less hours in the day to do things. Oh, yeah, man. It's – uh. It's so chill here. It's so relaxing. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the, the challenge of Bali, you know, um, in, in a place like San Francisco or Los Angeles, the, the energy is very extremely masculine uh, or call it whatever you want, but it's, it's a masculine energy. Um, mm. So people always need like, oh, just don't be so hard on yourself. Take it easy. Relax. Let go. Take things off your plate. Whereas in Bali... If you get someone who's been here for three or four years, a lot of times I'm saying, be harder on yourself, push yourself harder because it's very easy to come here and fall asleep for five years. And some Uh, people, that's what they need, you know, because a lot of people come here and they're burnt out from being in London or Hong Kong or San Francisco or New York. 
and they need to just literally like take a year off. But then I think at some point healing becomes hiding and, and you don't want to hide after you've already healed. It's very, right. you know, you can become very comfortable. And, and for, so like I, I teach a strong yoga class and I intentionally push people in very safe ways. Like, you know, but like I, I, I encourage people to be harder on themselves because in this environment, it's so much love and light that, um, you know, it needs a little bit of tough love every once in a while. And I need that from other people too. Like I have to actually like seek out people that really challenge me and somebody yeah. that would, that would come up to me if I taught a bad class and be like, that was a shit class, Paul, you know, like we need people around. Like I need people around me that, that keep me at my sharpest. And that's very easy in Los Angeles or San Francisco because people are so talented. And I think the competitiveness um, which obviously has a negative effect, uh, can also have a positive effect. You know, they say diamonds are made under pressure. And um, there's so, so sometimes I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I, I, that may, I never thought about it that way. That probably, that probably is why it feels so good is because there is so much go, go, go energy here. And, you know, every time I go there, that's not as much go, go, go energy. I get to sit back and take a load off for a little bit, which is probably why I sleep so well. Yeah, it would be amazing. It's amazing for like your first year. And then you have to like, oh, wait, like I, I do want to continue to grow. And, and in order to grow, I have to be slightly uncomfortable, not really uncomfortable, but slightly uncomfortable. And in an in, in in a environment that encourages comfort so much, it's very easy to, to fall asleep. Yeah. Would you recommend for people to at least try it for a year? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I, I, I have a workshop called quit your job and travel the world. Like I, I, I don't think that there's any way that anyone who did that would come back a year later and be like, man, that was really stupid. That was really stupid to travel the world for a year and to quit the job that I didn't really like and to blow through 30000 or $20,000. And, and I, that was a really dumb decision. I, I don't think it's possible. Um, even if, again, even if things went horribly wrong, you could at least come back and reflect and be like, man, it felt good to take a risk. Mm. Like it really, it feels good to do something brave. Yeah. And to realize too, like you can always come back to wherever it is that you're going, you know, sometimes you got to shake things up and destabilize the foundation in order to move forward in whatever a yoga pose or life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think like, uh, you, again, for yoga teachers in places like LA, New York, San Francisco, like, like the work ethic, of the American, it really is a real thing. Like the, the, the Americans have fantastic work ethic. They're very reliable. And they also have, I think, a confidence about them where they're not afraid to shine. Whereas like you get the same work ethic and talent from people in Germany or Austria or Northern Europe, but there's not the, the there's a, there's not as much of a comfort in shining. And, uh, you know, if yoga teachers that are coming from California 
moving to places in Europe or Asia or Australia, they do very well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a, there's just a whole world out there and, and people love yoga. I've taught yoga in I think 13 different countries and, and people have actually invited me to sleep in their home. So like what you were saying, like, like the old school <laughs> thing was like, you'd, you travel around and people wouldn't, you'd sleep in their home. And it actually happened to us in Brisbane, Australia, our friend Simon, who has raw power yoga, it's an amazing yoga studio in Brisbane. He invited us and like, we stayed in his house and like his, him and his sister, like made breakfast for us and took us out to all these amazing restaurants and they like properly hosted us. And it yes. was, uh, and on top of that, we got paid. Like it was amazing. It was, it was, it was amazing. And Brisbane is an awesome city. It's like a San Diego so, in, in Australia. So, so the next episode that I, that I actually air is going to be me reporting live from Bali. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you could get the business visa. You could get a social visa. You could get an investor visa for a couple thousand bucks and, and um, I mean, for fifteen to two, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month, you could live for what would probably cost you ten or eleven thousand dollars a month in San Francisco. Wow, I but like I don't know, just my community, you know, they're here. My peeps are here. Oh yeah, dude, I get it. I loved LA. I was I was not I, I was not unhappy. People are like, oh, were you unhappy in LA? like, no, I was actually very happy and things were going really well. And I had a a really solid career, just like, just like you. And, and it was, uh, it was just, uh, the call to adventure as they say in the the hero's journey or whatever. Um, yeah, it's not for everyone, but, um, I I couldn't think of a better time (laughs) to go travel and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, go see the world while America needs to, to work on its sanity. Take a time out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. America needs a time out real bad. <laughs> I feel like it's like a, it's like a, a child star that became like a really talented child actor that became famous at like 21 and was driving around in like a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and has all of these gifts and all these talents, but the, the ego is too, um, too young uh yeah. and uh it, it's like now that child actor is 28 and like needs to go to rehab like it <laughs> <laughs> dude that's the best analogy for america right now <laughs> it is it's this incredibly young country with so much potential and so much talent that is driving 200 miles an hour drunk behind the wheel and uh you know, it's like, I, I say like, I, I love that family, but I don't want to live in the house right now. And yeah, for sure. It's too chaotic. It's, uh, yeah, it is. And, and I really, it feels sad. I feel sad sometimes saying that because it feels like yeah. I'm like a, abandoning my family. My family being the United States of America, not my, my family family. Yeah. And, um, but also just recognizing with the, with the, with the baby on the way, like, I'm very blessed to be here and I don't quite know how it happened, but, um, but I'm grateful for it. Sometimes you need to take a step away though, if it's toxic, you know, and if it was toxic, it's, it was, you know, you did the right thing, especially 
moving into the new life of bringing, you know, your kid into the world and just everything that goes with that, you know, you made the right choice for you. Yeah, it really, it did. It turned out to be an amazing, I've grown, I I, I can't even, um, I can't even speak to how much my wife and I have grown as a result of this. And, um, I'm just really lucky. I feel really blessed that I took that jump. And um, there have been lots of times where things were really challenging, but at the same time, uh, it just felt right. So there was a, underneath it, there was a faith, you know, like a faith in God, like, wow, God, God wants me or the universe wants me to, to, to step into this next phase or to step into this uncertainty or, um, right. to challenge myself in new ways. And I think underneath it all, as a yoga teacher, uh, I, I'd like to believe that I, I, underneath it all, there was, uh, there was still just a desire to bring people together to help them open their hearts. And, and yeah. I still have that desire just to, to bring people together, to help them open their hearts. And, uh, and, uh, it's pretty powerful when you do it in, all over the world because when somebody is traveling they're extremely present because everything is new right yeah and people like you i think you you hit the nail right on the head there people need it everywhere you know and right now you get to offer it there yeah well i'd love to be able to offer it here right now right now just like you uh i'm offering it through zoom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah mostly through zoom uh but but, but the office ain't so bad <laughs> no the office is beautiful and it's great and uh very lucky to have it uh think about it this way there's normally between 500 and 700 thousand tourists on the island and mm-hmm. right now there's eight thousand. whoa that's gnarly yeah man so you know, getting 20 people in your yoga class is, uh, is an accomplishment. Yeah. No kidding, man. Yeah. Well, Paul, I can't wait to, you know, I'm I'm bummed. I'm going to miss you this year. I'm bummed. I'm not going to see you in person and get to hang out with y'all and meet the little nugget coming into the world. But, uh, I will be there hopefully next year at some point again. Amazing. Amazing. And, uh, I can, uh, you know, I, if, if you ever wanted to, I could uh, give you more information on on uh, the visas that are available. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody, Paul's trying to kidnap me and take me to Bali. So this is his fault, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, man, thanks so much for, uh, you know, taking the time. I know we had to work with a few time zones and whatnot. And I just appreciate you as a human, as a person, as a teacher, and to just hear your experience of sometimes changing it up and switching up the scenery is so good and so healthy. So I appreciate you taking your time with me today. No, thank you so much. Uh, I have so much respect for you as well. And, and I do hope that, that we get to see each other somewhere in the world, somewhere uh, in the next year. It'd be awesome. Fingers and toes crossed, man. I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> Well, to the next Seeker and Sage, this is Danny and Paul saying peace out. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny.